And you're welcome back. It's Wake Up Nigeria and it is time for some motivation. And today we have been joined by Fola Daniel Adelesi, an inspirational speaker who's um, his, his trained communication. He's a trained communication expert and uh, he's also a renowned author with more than five published books and a quintessential public speaker who speaks professionally and trains effectively. He'll be talking to us about environmental limitations. Welcome to the show, Fola Daniels. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here again. Yes, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And today's topic is one that I'm looking forward to, environmental limitations. First of, let's start by explaining to people what environmental limitations uh, are and how they affect us, our confidence and what we're putting out there. Fola. Awesome. Now, I, I, let me start by introducing to you the story of a pastor who said that several years ago he traveled abroad. And when he was traveling abroad, he went with an electric iron. Mm. And the reason he went with an electric iron all the way from Nigeria to the United States is because he was trying to be prepared just in case Nepa struck. And as soon as he got to his country, he pulled out all his clothes and started ironing one by one. So his host went to him and said, what are you doing? He said, I'm trying to get all my clothes ready just in case Nepa strikes. And the guy said to him, oh, but that never happens here. There will, be, there will never be power cut. And he said, what are you talking about? What do you mean ne light never goes? How can you tell me light never goes? And, you know, he was just getting ready. And the guy told him, look, you don't have to worry. If you're going out here, you can iron your clothes just a few minutes to going out. The guy was arguing until a few days later, and he realized it's true that power there was no power cut at all. Now... What affected him prior to that trip was environmental limitation. Mm. He thought that what was happening in Nigeria was a global thing. And it's the same thing that we're trying to tell people. Sometimes, if you don't go outside of your vicinity, if you don't go outside of your environment, you will think that what is happening in your environment is a global phenomenon. The way we are being led in this country, mm -hmm. if you don't go outside of this country, you think that that's the way it's, we're being led all over the world. If you look at your environment and you've never traveled before, you will think that's just the way things are. Environmental limitations will you know, limit your mind. You would not know what you can do as an individual. It puts a cap, it puts a lead on your capacity, on your ability, on the possibility of success for you. So you must pay attention to the fact that you can be really big, but an environment. And another proof of environmental limitation is a well. I've read that if you put a well inside an aquarium, it probably wouldn't go past six inches or something like that. Mm. But if you throw the same well into an ocean, it's going to grow as big as 20 feet. That's to tell you that the well has the capacity to grow but the environment in which it finds itself can limit that growth. And that's exactly what happens to individuals, particularly what happens in our minds. The environment limits our minds and consequently limits our Very reality. Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, you, you speaking of um, this exposure and how not having such an exposure can limit um, what, uh, we, our capacity. However, this exactly. exposure is also not very cheap. Fala Daniels, if you know what I mean. You're talking okay. about the, it, it, the fact that... It has that become we, cheap we, these days. Has it? Please it explain how. Cheap. 
Take, for example, in the days when we were growing up, you and I grew up at a time when children didn't have mobile phones. True. But today you can have a five-year-old who has a smartphone. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the days when you had to physically visit an airport to see an airplane take off. Yeah. But these days, I mean, going to the airport was an excursion for us in our younger days. <laughs> but these days, you can watch everything from a smart device. True. You can learn from a smart device. You can just have a small device in your hand and you are seeing what goes on all around the world. That's why they said the world has become a global village. And mm-hmm. these days, it's not a global village. It's a global room now. With the introduction of video conferencing and stuff like that, you can learn, you can expose yourself to what's going on globally. In those days, there were not too many people who even have cable, who even had cable TV. Yeah, true. The few people who had TV, we were struck, we were stuck with local television stations who mm-hmm. were probably feeding us with wrong information or redacted information. Mm. So the exposure at the time was limited because of limited information. But today, ev- almost everybody can afford cable TV. It's become very cheap. So when we talk about the exposure, the first phase of the exposure is not really about leaving Nigeria. It's about the kind of information that you expose yourself to these days. Okay. When you now have the money, it's uh-huh. important to go outside of the shores of this country True. and experience what we're talking about. Because that experience and exposure does something almost, something that you can't retrace, something that you can't roll back. That's what it does to your mind. Okay. And it's okay. like, the rubber stretching. When mm. the rubber stretches, it doesn't go back to its original size. So yes, the exposure has become cheaper these days okay. and we all so need it. Where do you stand when it comes to um, limitations placed on us based on our culture? At the risk of losing these cultures, what do you say to this? Now, the, the first thing I, I need to say to the custodians of the culture, who are mostly the elders in the society, mm-hmm. is that things are changing and at a very fast pace. And if we're going to become a developed nation, there are some parts of the culture that we can hold on to. There are some parts of the culture that we just need to modify. Mm-hmm. There are some parts of the culture that we can keep just as they are. The important word is flexibility because the world is being mixed right now. We are no longer a segregated culture. We're mm-hmm. not separated from the rest of the world. And if we're going to move forward, if we're going to advance, we need to change. And the change is being forced on us, whether we like it or not, True. because of the introduction of technology, because of the introduction of uh, people come, you know, people are traveling faster all over the world these days and you just never can tell where you're going to find yourself tomorrow and studying abroad is now a lot easier if you're doing it online and stuff like that so we need to adapt and if we don't adapt we would not move now that's one of the issues with environmental limitation we all grew up in a society where you are told exactly how to do things yeah. the men are expected to do things in a certain way mm-hmm. the women are expected to do things in a certain way if you do things deep and you don't challenge elders in this environment yeah and one of the problems with that is that we have taken that not being able to challenge elders into our academic institutions not just if academic institutions into our political system everything it's like exactly exactly so if you, if you have the if you if you had the great displeasure of studying in a typical nigerian university you will know that it's a disaster 
not to be able to challenge authority. Okay. It's a huge disaster, and it's because of environmental limitations. That's why you see Nigerians go abroad, uh -huh. and they are able to perform better than yeah. their contemporaries. Yeah. I was just reading a report last night from uh -huh. a white lady who said that Nigerians are not only the most educated immigrants, they're also the highest earning immigrants True. in the United States. True. One of the things accountable for that, or one of the things you can trace to that, is the fact that in this part of the world, we study a lot, mm. but we only study and keep Very to true. ourselves. Very we true. We don't challenge the people who are giving us the Very information. True, Father Daniel. We don't challenge the people who are training us. Very but true. when you go abroad, you don't just study, you challenge the people. That's why you're okay, writing so, a thesis. So that's in why, a few, you know, that's why you have workshops. In a few final words, what would you advise yeah. the people listening right now? Just a few words, um, if they're stuck in such a rut. What's your advice? Number one thing, don't take everything in your environment as a global perspective. Make sure you check what is going on in other nations. Go online, mm -hmm. watch internet. Don't be stuck with you All know, right. African All television right. stations. Don't be stuck with Nigerian television stations. All Check right. out some television stations abroad. And if you have the resources, travel abroad. Sometimes right. you don't have to go by air. Do wow. a road trip. This will expose your mind. It will Get show you exposure. the possibility of your own capacity. Yes, well, you need that Thank you exposure. very much, Fola Daniels. That exposure is My absolutely necessary. Thank you very much for joining us. Always a pleasure when we have you in to give us a bit of motivation and all. But for now, I'm very motivated. I want to actually know what's happening in the kitchen. There's Mike in there, and I'm hoping that he does not plan to just have everything to himself when we're done. Mike, how's it going in there?